Hi everyone, this is Alex and welcome to my Wine Talks. And today I'm coming to you with the first episode of something that I would love to be a series. And the working title for it is Dating Around the World. It kind of gives you the gist of what it's going to be about. Um, and I think it's such a heartwarming and light topic that could be funny. Uh, but in some ways it could also uh, bring in some wisdom. And so I've decided to uh, dedicate a couple of episodes um, to it. And where I'm coming from, number one, is that right now we're all, most of us at least, are at home. Um, we're sitting, we're surrounded by a lot of negative news. And we're also surrounded by all those news about, you know, 10 things to do when you're stuck at home, blah, blah, blah. Basically, all of those articles are exactly the same thing. So I thought I'd bring in something different, something fresh, something lightweight um, that could lift up our moods and that could make us smile. And obviously, who isn't interested in the topic of dating? And the second reason is that I come from an international background. And so I've dated around the world. I've dated a lot of different nationalities and and I thought it could be so interesting to share my experience. And also, I have loads of friends who have done the same, and they also have their own stories and experiences, and I will be bringing them in uh, the next episodes. Obviously, do not worry, everything will be kept anonymous, so if you do recognize yourself in one of the stories, I will not, don't worry, I won't give away any details. Uh, yeah, so I can't wait to get right into it. Today's episode is going to focus on um, my own personal stories from the worst dates ever around the world. Time for the alcohol interlude. And today I'm having a red wine that actually brings a lot of memories because it's a wine that I used to drink a lot during university. And it's a Shiraz from Australia. And excuse my pronunciation of the name, I'm not quite sure how to do it. Kaji Creek. It's that brand um, with the colorful frog on it. <laughs> I don't know if that kind of gives anyone any information. But overall, uh, if you're into kind of the more bold, heavy red wines, you're definitely going to like this one. It's very good value for money. Uh, and it's very smooth, which I love in a red wine. It's just the perfect kind of wine to sit in the evening in a blanket, maybe next to a fire next to the fireplace, reading some poetry or listening to my podcast. It's a perfect wine for that. So uh, give it a try if you want to. To kickstart this series, I'll bring you a couple of my own personal stories from my worst dates ever. <laughs> I think it's, um, you know, we've all been to some very, very bad dates and sometimes we're too embarrassed to share those stories, but I'm not, I have no shame when it comes to that. So I'll be happily um, to share my mishaps as I do in most of these episodes and from the next episode of this series onwards I'll also be bringing some stories from my friends so it's not just going to be talking about me which is nice so stay tuned for that and I'm going to I'm going to start with a date that is funny because I didn't actually um, categorize it as a date. Um, it was I think four years ago when I was starting university 
and I had just moved to England to Winchester and one of my friends from one of my friends from a couple of years ago that I haven't really spoken to over those years had contacted me saying that he's seen that I'm now in England I'm in Winchester and he lives um, nearby you know like an hour away by train and so I was, well, I was very surprised, but I was really excited. I said, well, that's fantastic. You can definitely come over and, you know, we can g get a coffee or something. And yeah, so we set a date. Um, a date is in, you know, a day, <laughs> not a date, a romantic date. At least that's what I thought. And he came over and I remembered it. As soon as I saw him um, get off the train, I saw that he was carrying a really big backpack and I thought, oh, well, that's a bit bizarre for, you know, two hours for getting coffee. But whatever, you know, boys have their things. <laughs> they can do whatever they want to do. So I didn't even comment on that. And um, we walked around a little bit. I kind of showed him around Winchester, but it's not a very big city. So, you know, we, we walked around for maximum two hours and we had some coffee or some drinks. I don't remember at this point. And it was starting to get a bit late. So I was kind of like telling him, right, so right now we're like half an hour from the train station. Do you want to start walking? And he was kind of looking at me weirdly, like, why, why are we going to the train station? Is there something like that you want to show me there? And <laughs> then I got really confused. And then he started me how, telling me how he can cook this and that for dinner. And what do I want? Or is there a supermarket? And I was getting more and more confused because in my head, he was going to come over for two, three hours tops and we were going to do something. And then he was going to get back on the train. But at that moment, he opened his backpack and inside <laughs> he had a sleeping bag. At least he had a sleeping bag. And he had like a pillow, like a small pillow. And <sighs> when I saw it, I remember I said, just can you just give me a moment, please? And then I went outside of my room uh, and I called my mum and I was like, mum, I really don't know what to do. I thought he was just coming over, but I think he thinks he's going to sleep here. At least he brought that sleeping bag. But let me tell you, at that time, I lived in student accommodation, in student halls. And my room was the tiniest room in the entire um, Erasmus Park, it was called, in the whole like building. I swear, anybody that has gone into my room has said, whoa, like even my room is bigger. You know, so it was tiny. There was no space for, even for me, there wasn't space. And for a second person, impossible. And I'm also someone who's really uncomfortable, like sleeping in the room with someone else, even if it's my close friend or or uh, someone I'm intimate with. So it was just, uh, it was a nightmare. And obviously I couldn't really do anything because I didn't want to hurt his feelings. And also I didn't want to be mean. I thought, you know, maybe he just thinks this is as a friend or or whatever and so I said yeah fine you can sleep on the floor um and then we went we we bought like we made dinner and in the evening we were watching a series and well he he tried to hug me and you know kind of um everything came through I knew what the purpose was and I sort of ran away to the other side of the room which was a meter away and I said, I'm really sorry, but um, I, I don't, I'm not really ready for anything like that now. And so we spent the night 
uh, it was probably the most awkward night in my life because he had to stay there because it was too late to come back and I was just laying in my bed and he was right next to my bed on the floor and in the morning I just walked him to the train station and that was it and we have not spoken ever since so <laughs> yeah that was um probably one of the worst dates in my life I must say so the next story is a bit more scary than funny, actually. And it happened when I was living in England, I think in my second year of university. And it was a guy that I have met through Tinder. Um, there are a lot of Tinder-related stories in this episode, and I think in this series in general. And he was, I, if I remember correctly, he was half English, half South African, um, and he was doing his master's in law and also working as a chef in one of the like fancy restaurants in Winchester. So, you know, automatically I was attracted because I love food and anyone that has to do anything with food, I'm very excited. And so we met um, for a couple of dates um, and they were all they were all really nice. Actually, we had good chemistry. He was funny. He was smart. Um, we had a good time, we went out for drinks, you know, and I think after a couple of dates we, we kissed. And thankfully it didn't go any further than that. But um, a couple of weeks in, you know, we were casually sort of dating. Um, and one of my friends, at that time I had worked at one of the restaurants in Winchester. And one of my friends in that restaurant uh, was talking about her boyfriend and so on. And then she asked me if I was dating anyone. And I told her, I told her, um, well, I'm not really dating anyone, but I'm seeing this guy that I had met from Tinder. It's going really nicely. And, you know, she obviously got excited and she asked me to show her a picture. And so I show her a picture of this guy and um, she says, oh my God, is that X, you know? And I said, well, yeah, that's his name and surname. And she goes, does he go to this uni? And I said, yeah, he told me about it. And then she, she told me that this guy, basically, he's had a girlfriend for three or four years, you know, and he was still with her. They were properly going out, you know, they were meeting at uni and everything. So they were in a committed relationship. But at the same time, this guy had Tinder and, you know, he was meeting girls like me. I don't know how many as well. And just kind of dating them too. And the, the girl had no idea, apparently. Uh, so that my friend said that maybe, you know, she'll assess the situation. And maybe some people should tell her. Tell the girlfriend about it. Um, I, I mean, I had no idea who she was. I, I Frankly, I had no idea she existed. So it was such a shock. It was the first and last time that something like that happened to me. But it was crazy. And... Um, the thing is, I don't know, that guy was so smart, but at the same time he was so stupid doing something like this in Winchester. You know, it's not London where you you kind of, you'll eventually bump into people that you know on Tinder. So I don't know what he was thinking. I, obviously, like, at a certain point that was going to come out. So um, very awkward and weird situation. And I remember that after the date, I just straight up sort of stopped answering his, his calls or messages. I blocked him on social media, etc. And I think he was very confused as well. <laughs> but I just, I didn't even have the kind of strength to 
to talk to him about it and um I was I was really scared as well of kind of what would happen and I the last thing I'd want uh, was to kind of end up in a situation where I'm the other girl which is just you know I had no idea what was happening so there you go um that's a scary story from from Tinder Looking back at it now, I kind of wish I had um, confronted him about it, about what I found out. But, you know, at the time, I was so shocked and disgusted by the situation that the first thing that I wanted to do is just cut all contact and kind of get him out of my life. But, um, you know, if this were to happen again, I would probably have acted differently. Moving on. I come here again with a date that was one of the most awkward moments of my life. And this was a Maltese guy that I had met through Tinder, surprise, surprise. And that was when I was in Malta on a holiday. And I remember it was a couple of days before some of my friends were arriving, so I didn't really do anything. I didn't really have anything to do. And so I was exploring Tinder in Malta. And it was a guy that I spoke to for a couple of days and then we decided to meet. So he came to pick me up and then we went to Valletta, which is the capital, to have some drinks. And very quickly I've realized that this guy was either very shy or very boring or very uninterested. And so, you know, whenever I was trying to talk, um, he was just replying with yes, no whatever, Mm. you know, he was really not giving me much to work with. Whatever topic I tried to pick up, he would just kind of ignore it or just, you know, reply with one word. And we went to have drinks. I thought, you know, maybe once he has a glass of wine or something, um, it's going to be, it's going to be better. But it wasn't better. It was just getting worse and worse. I feel like the more I attempted to talk, the more he was unbothered and <laughs> and not interested at all. Or maybe he was realizing that I'm just not the person that he had imagined. But in that case, I'd rather just tell, I'd rather just have him tell me that, you know, than sit through the entire evening of me talking, of me trying to make him laugh or get any reaction whatsoever. And so, yeah, it was a very painful two hours. And I think the worst thing ever was when he was driving me home after that awful, awful, boring date. And in the car, I wasn't even trying. I just stopped talking and he wasn't talking. So he did, we had a very nice um, 15, 20 minute car drive just in silence with someone that I didn't know. He didn't know me. I, I <laughs> Looking back at it, it was just... Oh, I should have just said it's fine, I'll take the bus or something. But um, yeah, but uh, I don't know what I was hoping for. Obviously, after that, we never talked again. We, we, and I, I, uh, I, I've never seen this guy again, thankfully. And I, just, I still don't know what it was. Maybe, you know, have has some of you had a, if some of you had a similar experience, Tell me, please, like, what was he thinking? Was I not the person he thought? Or was he just not interested? Or was he shy? I, I Honestly, I have no idea. But he didn't seem like a shy guy. I think maybe I was just um, different in his expectations. Anyway, there we go. That's uh, another story. The next story is actually really interesting because it's... Um, it's a story about a date that never actually happened. So uh, something quite different than the 
the things that I was talking about. And it goes back to um, the end of my second year uh, in May, right before um, the holidays, after I've submitted my assignments. So um, obviously I had a bit of time on my hands. And I don't remember exactly how we had met, but I think it was through Instagram. This guy had just randomly started following me and he was mm, sending me some messages. And, you know, I think he just asked about something casually and I replied and whatnot. And I started following him back. And before I knew it, we were um, messaging each other every day. And it was really, you know, it was intense messages about like family and friends and where you're from, cultural background. Uh, arts, culture, anyway. Um, that was, as I already said, around May. So we had talked for a month and then I had to leave. Um, I was going to Poland and then some Malta and some other places as well during the summer. And he was English, so he was staying in the UK for the time. But throughout the holidays, so throughout June, July, August, we kept talking. We were talking almost every day. It was really long messages. At a certain point, we were even um, calling each other, which is weird if you know me because I hate calling people. <laughs> so that was already a kind of out of my comfort zone experience. And yeah, we were really getting along. And obviously at the beginning, it was kind of, um, I was thinking of it as a friendship, but uh, we did get in some romantic interest and we were saying that um, whenever, whenever I go back to England, we're definitely going to meet. And, you know, I'm not going to lie to you here. I did kind of see some um, romantic prospect here. And uh, I was coming back to England in September. And I can recall that already the first week that I came, he was not replying to my messages. And I found that a bit weird, but I thought, you know, maybe he's busy or something. And indeed, he did message me a week after that. And he said, I'm really sorry I had something. I don't remember. I'm really sorry for not messaging you. When do you want to meet? Um, Saturday or Sunday. And that was the last message I ever got from that guy. Okay. So let me explain to you. He spent five, well, four or almost five months um, talking to a complete stranger, telling the story of his entire life. And then we didn't even, you know, it just stopped immediately. I don't know, maybe he had met someone or, but, you know, personally, I don't know about you, but I'd rather just have him say, listen, sorry, I've met someone like two weeks ago. And, you know, I don't really think it would be fair um, for us to meet or anything. But he just chose not to reply. And funnily enough, this guy still follows me. And sometimes he still replies to my stories and things like that. It's just... It's completely un uncomprehensible for me, <laughs> the things that guys and girls do sometimes. So if anyone um, can uh, tell the motives, please let me know because I'm still curious and I still find this really funny because it's the one date story that I can tell that never actually happened. And I'm now moving on to the last story of the day. And it's about a Swedish guy that I met when I was in Malta for the summer. And again, we met through Tinder. A lot of interesting stories come from Tinder. And, you know, it was uh, a guy that worked in IT, as, as far as I remember. You know, he was he was all right. He, we met. Uh, we didn't. We met in um, Valletta as well. 
we went for a walk and then we went for dinner and during that um, walk before dinner he kept talking about how about his career and how he's doing really really well and then right before we went into the restaurant he said that he would really like me to really like to treat me to this dinner which you know it's fine for me personally I really don't mind splitting the bill but if the guy wants to pay that's okay too you know it's all about cultural background and standards and whatever so um you know it changes from date to date so I said you know that that's fine if you want to do that you know if you think that's going to impress me on some level well not really it's it's a courtesy from on your behalf of course but it's not going to change anything but anyways he kept talking about it and kept talking about money which I found a bit uncomfortable to be honest I mean the date was okay but it wasn't anything crazy it was slightly boring slightly anxious slightly nervous you know first date standards and uh, it comes to the end of the dinner and <laughs> we ask for the bill and suddenly he has this panicky look on his face and he says I forgot my wallet <laughs> so I said, you know, it's okay, I'll pay for the dinner, it's fine. And then something weird happened. Suddenly, he kind of lost all his cool and he started being really defensive and kind of aggressive towards me as well, saying, you know, I can see on your face that uh, you're not okay with the fact that I've paid for you, that you've paid for me, I'll send you back the money, just write, write your account details. And the thing is, I wasn't, I, I didn't have anything on my mind at that time. I really didn't mind paying, you know, it's sometimes it's me, sometimes it's someone else. And he kind of kept going on about it. I think it was just one of those guys that are really obsessed about money and he couldn't get it out of his head. And so when I saw that he's kind of getting all obsessed about it, I said, you know what, maybe we should just go home. And afterwards, I messaged him after the date. It was really nice, but I don't think it's going to work out, you know, and I wish him all the best. And he totally freaked out. He messaged me like 10 times that he really felt that we had a connection, but I'm probably really shallow and it's all because he didn't pay for me. And you know, it was just ridiculous. I don't know where it was coming from, but um, I didn't really know how to respond. So, uh, you know, this didn't go any further, obviously, and I had just stopped answering his messages. I'm still not quite sure what happened exactly, as um, with most of these days, I'm not quite sure what happened exactly. Um, and I think that's it for today. With this story, I am, um, I am running out of my ideas for today, and I'm also running out of wine. So uh, as I said already, it's a sign that I should be finishing this episode. Please, 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 if you have any stories that you think would make a fantastic um, that could make a fantastic appearance on the next episodes, send them to me. I'll be super grateful. Obviously, I'll keep all things anonymous. And thank you for listening today. I hope that this episode was at least slightly uplifting and I'll talk to you very, very, very soon. Bye.